When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Nigel, in for Freddie Coleman. Don't worry. You know, Freddie, you've been, everybody's been missing Freddie, I'm sure. Guy's an ESPN Radio legend. He'll be back tomorrow. Jordan Renan with me today, filling in for Harry Douglas as well. So we're having a good time here on ESPN Radio this afternoon. What's going on, Jordan? Not much, Gabe. Good to be back uh, on the air with you. Yeah. You know, I yeah. miss Freddie, too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody does. Yeah. I mean, how, how could you not? not to. It's yeah, Freddie. Hard not to. Yeah. No doubt. Let's go ahead and get to, as we dive into the great, the big things, everything going on in the world of sports. Of course, the big game this weekend. Everybody's going to be paying attention to Sunday Night Football and the Bills taking on the Miami Dolphins. Also going to be uh, taking a look at maybe some, some future pro prospects of some of the guys playing in the big game, the national championship game coming up on Monday. But you can always be a part of the Freddie and Harry Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Let's get to the main thing. The main thing, 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 the main thing. The main thing with Freddie and Harry. The only Week 18 game where a division title is on the line. Makes sense why it ends up being in the standalone spot and ends up being the final game of the regular season in the NFL. Winner takes the AFC East and the number two seed in the AFC between the Bills and Miami Dolphins. Loser drops to the sixth seed, but if that loser ends up being Buffalo, there is a chance that they fall out of the postseason completely. Now, in order for this to happen, Pittsburgh would have to beat Baltimore on the road in their season. Possible. Possible because Tyler Baltimore's not playing anybody. Yep, he's starting a quarterback for uh, the Ravens. Next, Jacksonville would have to defeat the Tennessee Titans. Definitely possible. Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to be back this week, right? Uh Uh-huh. And then the winner of the Colts-Texans would end up getting that sixth seed. So only those two things, Pittsburgh winning, Jacksonville winning, would knock Buffalo out if they lose. Now, the good news for the Bills is they will know what, what the situation is going into the game. Because they're in the standalone. Everybody else would have played, so they'll know if it very well could be for them. Win, get the two seed, lose, and you're out. Should be a lot of high drama on that uh, Sunday night. In, in Buffalo. In Buffalo. I mean, sorry, in, in Miami. In Miami, yes. Which is a big deal here. I think if it was in Buffalo, you know, it would be a... They'd be even bigger favorites, and uh, they the expectation would be there's no... They can't lose this game. A lot harder when you're in Miami and you're playing that Miami team... In the nice weather, presumably, you know, fast field, you know that that's that's there's that's how they're set up to win, right? Well, and let me ask you, let me ask ahead. you this one, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Which quarterback do you have the most confidence in heading into this AFC East title game? Is it Tua or is it Josh Allen? It's Josh Allen. He's the better player. Now, if we want to talk about who has a better team around him, I mean, you tell me if my how healthy Miami is, and when they're healthy, they have a better team around him, especially offensively, the wide but receivers. And everybody, but I don't, we don't know exactly how they're going to be going into this game. 
Yeah, but part of the issue is Miami doesn't look like they're going to be healthy. I mean, we'll have to wait and see who practiced and who didn't practice today, but I know Jalen Waddle yesterday did not practice. Raheem Mostert did not practice. Now they have some depth at running back, as HN has been really good for them when healthy, but this offense is firing at its best when both Waddle and Hill are healthy. No doubt. And but if you just take all this out, who, who mm-hmm. are you taking? Just the quarterback. You're taking, oh, Josh, no, it's Josh Allen. over Josh Allen, no. right? I mean, no, it's a it's, no-brainer. Josh Allen is in the category of one of the best players in the NFL. Like he's not Patrick Mahomes, and you're going to take Mahomes over him. But he he's in that like next level conversation. Who is not? Allen has had his turnover issues really his entire career, and he's turned the ball over a bunch this year. But he's also gotten back to his basics almost. Where ever since Joe, uh, um, now I'm blanking on the offensive coordinator's name that they they put in place. Joe Brady. Uh, Joe Brady. I almost said Joe Barry because I I talk so much so Packers. Obsessed with Joe Barry. I, I am. I am That's obsessed why. with Joe Barry, who is the Packers defensive coordinator. I do a local show in you're Milwaukee. A big, you're a big fan of Joe Barry too. I I, I declared it Joe Barry tongue in three cheek. Week. Tongue, tongue in cheek, right there. By the way, <laughs> yes. Gabe uh, warned so, me coming into the year about Joe Barry. I, I tried. You know, Not hey, you try to throw out those. You try to throw out the warnings and, and help out your pals <laughs> when you can. But Joe Brady, ever since he's taken over the play calling for the Bills. It's almost like he's reintroduced Josh Allen running the football. Some of his highest volume running the football games have come in the last handful of weeks when the Bills have been hot, when the Bills are on this four-game winning streak. And with him running the ball that much, that's resulted in touchdowns. That's resulted in... Mm -hmm. Fifteen rushing touchdowns. So... And I believe eight of those have come in the last handful of games. With So he has been running the ball a lot more and... With that added element, it just makes him that complete player that everybody thought he could be. And on top of it, like Josh Allen, I understand he hasn't won every big game he's been in, but he's been in an AFC championship game. He performed well in that divisional game. It wasn't his fault that his defense gave up a field goal with 13 seconds left that sent that game to overtime, and eventually the Chiefs beat them in OT. So Allen's performed at the highest of levels in some of the highest-pressure games I don't know if you can say the, say, say the same for Tua Tungavailoa. I'm not worried about Tua performing in big games either because, remember, Tua is the same guy who once came into the national championship game and threw the game-winning touchdown, right? And, Very and true. Cer- and Very certainly true. Didn't, didn't struggle in a super clutch situation. And how old was he at the time, too? So I'm not really worried about Tua being ha- able to handle big games. I'm just saying, the, the better quarterback is clearly Josh Allen. And here's the thing with Josh Allen. And I think this is why we've seen the better version of him in the second half of the season. And with Joe Brady, like you said, because when you go into the season, you have a guy like Josh Allen. A big thing was, hey, we have to minimize the hits. We can't just have him out there taking dumb hits the whole time, right? So you're, especially since this team has been really good the last couple of years, you're saying, hey, our goal is to gear up for a Super Bowl run. We, we expect to make the playoffs. We're going to make the playoffs. And then, obviously, that became shaky for a while. And then at, that, at that point, you said, we have to run more. But, of course, early in the year, you're like, oh, you know what? You know what? We'll save the running for late in the year, the big games, the playoff games. That's when we want Josh Allen to run. In the meantime, let's try and protect him to make sure he stays healthy, to make sure we have a healthy Josh Allen at the end of the season. And so we don't wear him down and put too much on his shoulders. Now, it got to the point where they were losing. They said, uh-oh. Now we got to gear it up as if we're in the playoffs. It's week eight, by the way. Uh, We can't save it for the end of the season. And that's why we've seen this version of Josh Allen. So, yes, 42 total touchdowns. I'm not worried the least bit about Josh Allen. Might might he throw an interception this game? Sure. But you're damn right. I bet on Josh Allen scoring or producing multiple touchdowns. 
Yeah, you know, I, I feel going into this game, if you're the Dolphins, I mean, really the only time when they've kind of hung in these games that they've kind of kept an offense in check against better teams was the Dallas Cowboys when they played them at home a couple of weeks ago, won that mm-hmm. game 22-20, thanks to that field goal at the end of the game. But, I mean, you look what happened last week when they played a really good team. You see what happened when they played the Bills the first time. I mean, it was a bit of a shootout that they just couldn't keep up with the Philadelphia Eagles earlier this year. So you take a look at some of these better teams that the Dolphins have played. They've given up points. I would expect that from Josh Allen. Can Tua keep up with Tyreek Hill if that's really the only major weapon that's available to him is going to be the big question surrounding the um, surrounding the Miami Dolphins heading into this game. It is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Gabe Nigel, Jordan Ronan filling in for the guys today. And to help us continue to talk about this, uh, we welcome in from WGR 550 Sports Radio, Buffalo Bills reporter Sal Capaccio. Sal, we certainly appreciate Appreciate the time. What has been, in your mind, the biggest difference for Josh Allen ever since Joe Barry took over the offensive play calling? Uh, Joe Brady, yeah. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I did you it know, again. I'll tell you, I keep I did it again. I did it again. He keeps doing oh, that. He's based gosh. out of uh, you know Milwaukee, and he's got you know Joe Barry. No, on the hey man. Hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, I, I, I get paid to get names right for a living too, and sometimes that just happens. You know, we get it wrong a little bit here and there. <laughs> like you, I say the word Listen. Joe, and the and the letter B comes out, and I just go into like autopilot, and I just oh, it's Joe Barry. Not, not, unbelievable. I it's apologize. So with Joe Brady taking over the offensive play, calling biggest difference for Josh Allen. <laughs> I think just been the balance, really. You know, you look back at the Dallas game, guys. They run the ball so well. Josh only had the ball, throw the ball 15 times. They scored 30-plus points. Um, you know, he hasn't been relied on to be Superman. You know, whenever I would go on a radio show like this or at another market in the offseason leading into the season, inevitably a question would come up and say, what do the Bills have to do to not allow Josh Allen to have to be Superman and rely on him every play? Well, that's, I think, what's happened here. He doesn't have to be Superman. They still rely on him, and they should. I mean, he's Josh Allen. But I think that's been the biggest thing for the offense as a whole. And look, I don't think Josh has played particularly well the last couple of weeks, to be quite honest with you. But they're still winning games because they've been a little bit more balanced and they've been figuring things out in other ways to make sure they're more efficient. All right, so let's build on that for a second. This is Jordan Ronan, by the way. Well, thanks for giving us the time, hey, Sal. Um, they barely got by San... Uh, I always call them San Diego. The Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> they kind of squeaked by the New England Patriots. Two of the worst teams in the league right now. Are those performances concerning, or do we look at the whole and say they they won four straight, two of those against the Chiefs and the Cowboys, they're back on track, or do you look at the last two and say, this team still might not be where they want to be right now? Well, certainly it's concerning from an offensive standpoint when, you know, you when they look the way they had the last couple of weeks and the passing game is a little bit off and stuff, I think production is down and all those things go along with it. Yes, there's no doubt about that. But look, you guys know as well as anybody, it's the NFL, right? I mean, the bottom line is to win games. The, the Raiders go to the Chiefs and win, right? Look what happens around the league every single week. There are teams that wind up winning games that you never thought they'd win or losing games you never thought they'd lose. You go back, excuse me, you go back to um, you know earlier in the season, that's kind of been the Bills' MO, actually, guys. They played down to the level of their competition, their losses. Their losses were at the Jets opening week when Zach Wilson comes in for Aaron Rodgers. They lose to Mac Jones late in the game against the New England Patriots. They lose at home on Monday Night Football to the Broncos. But then they go and they just blow the doors off the Miami Dolphins. They go to Kansas City and win. Dallas doesn't even give them a, give them a game in Buffalo. So they've really played really, really well in those big spots against those better teams. 
and they've played down to the level of their competition against the other teams, and they've allowed them to hang around. And I think that's been the concerning part more than anything. In the last two weeks, the offense just hasn't been quite right, a little bit off here or there. So I think that's been a little bit uh, concerning as well. Sal Capaccio, WGR 550 Sports Radio Buffalo Bills reporter, joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Gabe Neitzel, Jordan Ronan filling in for the guys today. If the Bills end up losing this game, what are the ramifications? What's the fallout of missing the playoffs? Well, if they lose the game, they can still get in. But I think you know you, what you're implying is that the Steelers would win and the Titans would win, right? Because let's remember that can happen too. If the, mm-hmm. if the, for the Bills to miss out, They'd have to have the Ravens win, uh, um, the Steelers win, I'm sorry, and the Jaguars win, which probably is going to happen, I think. So in that sense, if that were to happen, there's going to be some probably serious discussions about Sean McDermott's job. And look, I think ownership loves Sean McDermott. I've said I I think Sean McDermott's an excellent football coach. But the fans here in Buffalo will tell you over the last, you know, several years that, you know, they're they're very anxious and antsy about, you know, the fact that can they get to the next level? Uh, Have they hit their ceiling? I mean, Sean McDermott has the best you know, win percentage all-time in Bill's history. He goes to the playoffs every single year. I think they're in good hands with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. But there's always going to be a conversation about that when you have Josh Allen and you haven't gotten to the Super Bowl. And if you miss the playoffs entirely, I think that could be it. Now, I'm not going to predict that change necessarily. Like I said, I think Terry Pagula, who owns the team, Terry and Kim Pagula, I think they love what they have in McDermott and Bean. They love the symmetry between them. They love um, how the continuity with them. But that could be a, that could be something that gets talked about. And then you have big contracts and guys who are getting older. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Von Miller, um, and other things that go along with that. And I think those are the conversations that are going to be the tough ones that they could have to sit through. Sal, I'm curious what is going on. I mean, this is a big game for the Bills. I mean, do they have Von Miller for this game? What's going on with Von Miller? Where does, that, where does everything with him stand right now? Well, they have him. I mean, he's he's available. He's they, he was a healthy. He's a healthy scratch last game. Is he going to be yeah, there he, though? Like on the field there? I don't know. That's a good question. It's a good question. We're trying to figure that out too. Look, um, he hasn't been effective. Hasn't been effective, Jordan, and um, that's why they sat him. It's amazing to me. You know, I I give the organization credit for making the call because you know we we've been taking calls on the radio here and we've been getting social media and fans saying why don't they sit him? Why don't they sit him? And my answer is generally because he's Von Miller and at some point you're going to need a play, but they figured that, you know, he wasn't doing enough to warrant or be confident enough to make that play. So Kingsley Jonathan played and, you know, they have, um, you know, AJ Epinesa came back from an injury. He's playing Shaq Lawson. And they felt that, you know, Von would be better served not being on the field as compared to those guys. Now that said, I do think that, you know, matchup could play a part in that. They played a New England Patriots team that wasn't going to necessarily be trying to throw the ball 50 times. This is the Miami Dolphins. This is Tua. This is Tyreek Hill. Maybe they believe that, you know, Von Miller a week off, a week of looking at things and getting more rest on that knee and then playing more of a passing team that he'd be better served to be on the field. So we don't know. I guess we'll find out at 6.50 p.m. on Sunday night when the inactive list comes out. Mm. Sal Capaccio covers the Buffalo Bills for WGR 550 Sports Radio in Buffalo. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Gabe Nodge along with Jordan Ronan. So we've taken a look at what it means if they lose this game. But if they win this game, they're the two seed, which, again, seems (laughs) remarkable to me the way we've talked about the Buffalo Bills this season. What's a reason (laughs) to believe in this team if they end up being the second best team, at least according to the standings, in the AFC? 
First of all, can you guys ever remember a time where a team could win and be the two and lose and be out? It's amazing. No, no, no. it's incredible. And I, I haven't been able to wrap my brain around it all week. I, we haven't either. It's incredible. But that's the situation they put themselves in because they lost all those AFC games. You know, they're right there. They have 10 wins. I mean, look, if they win this game, they actually go over the Vegas total, which shows you that they actually just as good of a year, if not a little bit better than people thought, even though it seems like it's been an uneven and a more down year, right? It's kind of weird to think about it that way. But if they do get in, guys, I give them just as much of a chance as anybody to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I know the way Baltimore's playing. Believe me, I get it. And that would be a tough task. But the Bills have Josh Allen. And you look around. The Kansas City Chiefs just aren't right. We know that. We watch them play offense, and they just can't get it together on offense. There's no Cincinnati Bengals now in the playoffs. Yes, I understand that the Cleveland Browns are playing the way they are. It's still Joe Flacco at quarterback, and you wonder if, the, if that's going to catch up to them at some point. Look at the other teams that could wind up getting in, with Pittsburgh and their offense, or Indy, um, and then Miami. If the Bills win this game and beat Miami again, I think they've proven that they could just, you know, they're the better team than Miami. And guys, you got to come to Buffalo then if they're the two seed whoever you are in round one, and then whoever you are in round two. And that's not an easy task for anyone to come here. I think a lot of times teams are mentally defeated before they get off the plane even coming to Buffalo in January for a playoff game. So I think all of that matters. So I think if this team gets in, I don't care if they get in as a six or seven. I think I give them a chance to beat anybody because they've proven they can beat anybody and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I wouldn't want to face my, my Buffalo in the playoffs. No chance. No way. And especially going to Buffalo game. No, no way. Certainly makes it, sense to me. Look, yeah, let me let me. I, I I mean, I grew up here, and now I cover this team professionally. And I mean, I remember the first time they ever had a playoff game in the stadium in 1988 against the Houston Oilers. I know I'm old, right? But I mean, it's just it's there's something about it, and you could say that about a lot of teams. But coming to Buffalo and trying to win a playoff game and in, in, in this atmosphere in front of this crowd when in this kind of weather, I mean, I know the that you know team you have a good road game or defense that can travel. But I just think that's a tall task for anybody. And if you're going to ask the Colts or the Jags or the Steelers as the seven seed, I really like the Bills' chances there. And then the next game, maybe Kansas City. And Kansas City, like I said, isn't quite right. And Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game, which is really interesting. That's a, that is another one that it's hard to wrap your brain around that. Sal, we certainly appreciate the time. Enjoy the de facto AFC East championship game coming up on Sunday. You guys got it anytime, man. Happy New Year to you. Thanks, Sal. Sal Capaccio joining us here. He covers the Bills for WGR 550 Sports Radio in Buffalo. But the Bills are dangerous for the same reason I don't want to give up on the Kansas City Chiefs because they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's kind of that same reason that you don't give up on the Buffalo Bills. The AFC outside of the Baltimore Ravens are are a lot of teams that have some flaws, and it's just kind of a matter of which ones match up, and are you able to cover up your flaw for that particular game? And that's not to say that the Ravens don't have flaws. I think they're one of more the more complete teams in the NFL, but also the Lamar playoff track record isn't the greatest. So the AFC could be wide open, and when you've got a quarterback like Josh Allen, you got to feel like, hey, we've got as good a chance as anybody. Yeah, well, Gabe, I'm going to simplify it. I like to bet, and this is figuratively, not literally, on the great quarterbacks, because eventually in the playoffs, they usually come through and they usually end up winning. And that's just the way that this league works. So when you're talking about Josh Allen, when you're talking about Lamar Jackson, I'll sit there and I'll say every year about how great they are, because the odds are that eventually they're going to come through and they're going to end up winning when things uh, you know just pan out right for them. That's just that's yeah. the bottom line. This is the NFL. Great quarterbacks win. And they have enough playmakers. I mean, James Cook has been so good running the football for them. That's been a big part of their winning streak as well. Stephon Diggs. So you have someone, you know, 
when you when we're talking about the the Bills, especially in the same you know breath as kind of the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs have Travis Kelsey, and they're trying to figure that out and everything else around. Well, Stephon Diggs is a really good receiver. It seems like the Bills have more weapons in place right now to bit with Josh Allen, and they have that momentum, especially if they win this game, which would be their fifth in a row. You'd feel really, really good about their chances, uh, you know, as uh, oh, yeah. we just discussed here. They, they win the this, AFC. everybody's going to be jumping on that bandwagon. They're going to be a, a trendy pick in the playoffs if they win this game and they win the division. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Yeah, especially if the game plays out the way it did the first time in Buffalo. If they win this game and they win it in dominating fashion in the final game of the regular season with everybody watching because it's a standalone game, yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's going to be jumping on that Bills bandwagon. You haven't noticed if, I'm a Josh Allen stand, by the way. Yeah, I, I have noticed that. Yeah, I, appreciate I, I just that, love. I mean, I take him on my team. Everyone was killing him for interceptions, dude. I like. You know what I like, Gabe? Guys like? that produce touchdowns because <laughs> you got to score points to win games. So if you score touchdowns, produce touchdowns, I think you're pretty darn good. De facto AFC East title game will be a hot ticket and hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. Coming up next year on Freddie and Harry, where will Jim Harbaugh be coaching next season? That's next. ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Just as it should be, number one versus number two in that national championship game coming your way Monday here on ESPN Radio. This is Freddie and Harry. ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Gabe Nigel along with Jordan Rondon as we fill in for the guys today. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. And with Michigan... The top storyline, as always, is Jim Harbaugh, the face of that program, the guy who's been suspended six games for various different reasons throughout the course of the season. First three regular season games, final three regular season games, including their victory over Ohio State. But there have been a lot of questions along the lines of, hey, where are you going to be next year, Jim Harbaugh? He has dodged 
every single one of those questions over the last two weeks as his team continues their path towards a national championship. Well, Adam Schefter, he's a Michigan man, guy who went to Michigan, ESPN senior NFL insider. Wednesday on the Pat McAfee show had this to say about the future of Jim Harbaugh. The way that I look at this is this. Like, let's just look at it in basic facts. He hasn't signed an extension with Michigan yet. He has hired an agent, Don Yee, who has deep NFL connections. He's got Michigan one game away from a national championship. Whether or not he wins it, I believe that the NFL will help dictate or determine whether or not he goes. If there's a team out there that really wants him, that makes a really compelling offer, my sense is that he would be interested absolutely in listening and entertaining that offer. And my guess is he ends up taking that offer. It just seems like he is on his way back to the NFL. And that's a I think it's a good move for Jim Harbaugh. Because, I mean, who knows what happens with Michigan in terms of the different violations that have occurred there. So you head to the NFL. You can leave a lot of that behind. You can leave the recruiting and the constant recruiting with what the transfer portal now is in college football behind you as well. And you have a tremendous track record of success in the NFL. So it's not like you're making this jump and it's like, well, I don't know if he can do it in the NFL. He's been a good college coach. No, he's been good at both the college and pro level. And I've got to imagine that there are going to be a couple of teams lining up for the chance to interview Jim Harbaugh after the national championship game is done. Absolutely. I mean, let me tell you, when you hear coaches talk like this, because trust me, like I've been there. I've talked to coaches who know they're getting fired and know they want to leave. And you hear what they say at the podium. And everything he's saying at the podium, deflecting, making jokes, and changing the subject, that indicates a guy who's trying not to put himself in a box and, and make, it look, make himself look like a complete liar. Right? He's basically setting himself up to leave and be out the door. So you can say goodbye to Jim Harbaugh. He, he's not. His intention right now does not appear that he's going to be returning to Michigan. He's setting himself up to go to the NFL now. The question is, where? Where? Like, which job? I mean, some of the jobs out there, you got the Chargers, right? That's already Mm -hmm. open. The Panthers, like, if David Tepper opens the pocketbook and says, you got everything you want, here you go, monster contract, anything you need, here you go, that could be on the table. I would definitely not rule that out. Do you think that, that job is open? Is, is Jim Harbaugh going to be the most sought-after coach? Is he going to be the first one to be hired because everybody, and then everything else falls into place because everybody's going to want to talk to him, everybody's going to want their opportunity to potentially bring him into their organization. Is he going to be the one that everybody is after? Will he have his pick of jobs? I do think he'll have a pick of jobs, but here's the wild card. Where does Bill Belichick fit into all this, right? Okay. Is Bill Belichick leaving? Because like, something tells me, like, I don't know, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to everything that's going on and there's so much uncertainty with Bill Belichick. And I don't know, I, I, for some reason, I'm just thinking the commanders are like setting up to go and, and make a run at Bill Belichick. But also, the Chargers would seem like a great spot for Bill Belichick, right? Yeah, and with Belichick, you could probably be sitting there going, well, he's deflecting too, just like Harbaugh. Like, I have mm-hmm. no idea. I, I, I'm leaning towards Belichick leaving the Patriots just because there have been so much smoke. And where there's smoke, there's fire when it comes to this story. And whether it's him getting fired or a mutual parting of ways where they just kind of both decide, hey, it's time to move on from one another, him and Robert Kraft. Belichick deflects everything. 
Harbaugh doesn't deflect everything. Harbaugh gives you some answers on a lot of different topics, whereas you know Bill Belichick kind of deflects and deflects and deflects. If you were running an organization, if you were the owner of the Chargers, mm-hmm. who would you want? Who's more attractive to you? Is it Belichick or is it Harbaugh? Well, I'm admittedly, when it comes to sports, I'm an ageist. So like, if I'm trying to build something, see, I, I can make an argument for Bill Belichick to the Chargers because they already have the quarterback and you know yeah. they, they seem to be ready-made. But for the most part, I want to build something. I want my coach to be there for like a decade. Is Bill Belichick really going to, you know, are, if you bring on Bill Belichick right now, what's the window, right? How Five old years? is he? He's, he's 71 years old. What are we, what are we, is he going to coach nine years until he's 80? I mean, I wouldn't put it out of the realm. I was about to say, the, for that the, guy. Man's, still, the man's a football sicko. He can't get enough. So I can't, I can't say that that building, was out I'm, of the realm of possibility. Build, do you want to build it with a 72-year-old coach? No. Does that, but does if, that seem like something? So to me, the answer is John, uh, Jim Harbaugh for that but reason. Are the Chargers actually building? Or do they believe they've got the pieces in place and the last thing that's missing is a but coach? But you never to want to give yourself connected. like a three-year window. Right? So if we don't win it in, in these three or four years, then we're basically going to be looking like at maybe – other positions you want to do that? Not head coach, though. To me, I, I don't know. To me, I'd rather I'd rather in this this part of their career, I'd rather have Jim Harbaugh. How about this? I think the best spot for Jim Harbaugh is if Bill Belichick leaves to go to the Patriots. Great ownership, Ooh, set up, okay. rebuild. They'll get it. They'll be able to. He'll be able to draft his own quarterback. Yeah, I on, and I know you'll say you know they have guys in house that are ready. Jim Harbaugh makes a lot of sense to me. If I'm Robert Kraft. I want to. I want a coach who I know has success, who can build a winning program. That's what Jim Harbaugh does best. He's done that everywhere he's went. He's going to build you a winning program. And I think Robert Kraft is the kind of owner who realizes that. Wow, that's. I don't even think I've thought of that one because I've, I've certainly thought of the Chargers because well they have an opening. I, I know the Raiders were kind of the hot name for a second, but I really feel that even though they have a head coach opening technically, it but just kind of feels like... Those guys like, are not going to want to go work under Mark Davis. That's yes, the number correct. one thing coaches look for. Correct. Sable, quality head coaches with options. Look at ownership. Do, do you want to go coach for a guy who just threw a drink on a fan in Carolina? Like, that that thing's a mess. Like, you, that is big-time rebuild going on in Carolina. Yeah, who... First of all... What coach is gonna that to me? That's a tough sell for any coach. You know, you know the only thing that sells somebody there, money. Yeah, the coach gonna is gonna just take a ton of money. the The Bears situation is interesting because I like some of the young players they have. They have the number one pick. You'd be able to choose if you want Justin Fields or use that number one pick on a quarterback. So mm-hmm. the options there, I think, for the Bears would be an attractive spot if they decide to move on from Matt Eberflus. But who knows what they do. The Patriots do seem like an interesting place because you know that you would have opportunities. Like, Kraft isn't going to rush you through anything. I mean, Kraft hasn't rushed through anything with Belichick since Brady left. He's been very patient with Belichick, and it's just kind of reached the point where I think they're at their natural conclusion. So I don't think that, you know, Robert Kraft is going to be somebody that is pushing you out the door. That Jim going to the Patriots... Yeah. I like that idea, George. You know what else is a sneaky good job these days? The commanders now that Daniel Snyder is out the door. A reinvigorated fan base. Josh Harris and company as the ownership. An ownership group that has had a, a pretty good success. I know they haven't won, but like in other sports, you know, mm-hmm. the, Six, the Sixers are a pretty well-run organization. They yep. have been. They've been very competitive. I think Josh Harris and the commanders, the roster too. The roster is pretty good. And they're in position to get a quarterback. 
Like that that roster with a really good quarterback and with that ownership and that fan base, it's a big market. NFC East, there's a lot to like there now in Washington. I actually think that's a really good job. I if I had a list jobs, mm-hmm. I think I might even put Washington ahead of the Patriots if the Patriots was open. Because of the excitement and the reinvigoration. And what I think you would also if if I'm Josh Harris, mm-hmm. I probably want to make a splash with that first co- head coach hire, right? Because I think I think everybody knows that Ron Rivera is probably going to be let go from that job. Oh, he's and, a goner. He yeah, knows it. Yeah, I th- yeah, it would seem that he knows it. Don't you want to make a splash with that first head coach? You don't want to have this coordinator that maybe some people have heard of, maybe some people haven't. If you go out and get Jim Harbaugh or if you go out and get Bill Belichick, that's going to really reinvigorate your franchise. That's really going to reinvigorate the fan base and get them excited around what you are trying to do, trying to signify, hey, it, things are different now here with this team in Washington. That's yeah, a- no, I absolutely agree. I th- I just think it's set up to be a good organization moving forward. And if you're Josh Harris, it's been the most unstable franchise, except for oh. maybe the Raiders, for the last you know two decades, Yeah, Washington. So now... The best thing to do is to bring in a proven head coach slash general manager slash team builder, and that's really what you have in in Jim Harbaugh. And I, I think, you know, if I'm him, that's a pretty good option for me too. I, I'm I'm thinking that's that's really good. I I almost like it, and I know they have Justin Herbert in the Chargers. The Chargers to me, that ownership group kind of does bother me a little bit. Like they're they're known to be I don't frugal. Know. Yes, I was going to say cheap. So yeah, you said that just a different word. Yeah, different, different word, same result. What? Yes, so, one, one of those what, what is would, a softer word. Yeah, what would you? What do you find more attractive? Like putting all that on the table, Washington or the Chargers? The Chargers are still more attractive to me because of the because roster. of Herbert. Yeah, well, not not even just the overall roster. Just I think Justin Herbert's that good, and once you have a quarterback of that caliber. That becomes the most attractive thing. Yeah, that becomes the biggest thing. To me, that's like if I see Belichick leaving, I just see him going out there, one last payday, you know, one last run at it, living out mm-hmm. in California, living a good life, enjoying his years, and you know, and then sailing off into the su- the sunset. You could join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call in line triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Where will Jim Harbaugh be coaching next season? We'll take some of your calls plus. What does Jordan love? What does he have at stake? What do the Packers have at stake in their game in Week 18 coming up against the Chicago Bears? That's all coming up next. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Gabe Nine. So Jordan Ronan filling in for the guys today and join the conversation on that Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Get to Jordan Love in just a second. 
We're asking you the question, where will Jim Harbaugh be coaching next season? I doubt anybody is going to say the University of Michigan, but maybe, you know, you're a a, you know, a Michigan fan and you're holding out hope. But let's go out to Phil in North Carolina. Phil, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, how you guys doing? I want to throw a uh, team in there nobody's really talking about, but it's a perfect situation in the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons. I think that job's going to be open. Um, you can look at playoff runs for the next 10 years in that division. Um, so I'm thinking Atlanta Falcons. I'm curious why. Like why? Where are they getting? Where where are they getting that quarterback? They're actually stuck in the middle, right? They're competing to make the playoffs. It, they're in a spot where it's going to be harder to get that quarterback if you're the Atlanta Falcons right now. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Jordan. I I, I don't see the Falcons as being a perfect landing spot because. You don't have the quarterback the way the Chargers do. You don't have the assets or, or you know, like that stable leadership that the way the Patriots have, a team that we talked about. So that doesn't seem, maybe, you you know, you bottom out next year, but I don't think Jim Harbaugh wants to be a part of that. Jim Harbaugh, yeah. I think, can land in a lot better situation. Here, here's my question. Like when you look, because we're, we're, we're basically stacking up these teams, do you stack up the Falcons roster and put it next to the Chargers and Commanders and be like, oh, the Falcons are significantly better. All they need, all they need is just a quarterback. Uh, no, I mean, I like I like some of their pieces, but I mean, the I like some of the Commanders pieces. To be honest, yeah, well, with that's you. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, I probably like the Commanders pieces better. I think that I don't think the cupboard is certainly bare in Atlanta, which is why they're in the position they're in. But also now they're trying to just figure out what exactly do we do to get that quarterback because then they're just kind of stuck in this rotation of okay well we took a flyer on you know a, you know a non-first round pick quarterback and Ritter that doesn't really look like the answer they tried to take the flyer on Marcus Mariota last year that didn't really yeah. seem to be the answer so they I, keep taking flyers on guys and that's kind of the position they're in unless you happen to be a big Michael Penix Jr. guy and he falls in your lap and then you take the risk there. Right. I feel like his point was almost built on the division stinks, so we could own this division. You know, in, can, in a way, like, hey, we're you'll ten years or you'll be able to own the NFC South, but that's just because like by default. Yeah. Like well, no but, one else there is pretty good. The A the NFC South stinks right now, but we also all thought that the AFC South was gonna be really bad at the start of this season. And CJ Stroud looks pretty good. Well, now you have you know Trevor Lawrence looks pretty good, yeah, and and you just have situations where and who knows what happens with Anthony Richardson looked pretty good before he got hurt, and by the way, the Colts still have their heads above water trying to make the postseason need a little bit of help this weekend, but suddenly that division looks like it's going to be really exciting for the next ten years because teams made the right decision at quarterback. Things can turn around in divisions real quick. Eight hundred eight eight eight. Say ESPN triple eight. 729-3776. Where will Jim Harbaugh be coaching next season? Let's go out to Preston, Orlando. Preston, you're on ESPN Radio, Freddie and Harry. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we yep, got you, Preston. Gotcha, What's going on, man? Thanks for calling. So I think uh, Jim Harbaugh should go to the Chicago Bears. We got Justin Fields. We can build around him with DJ Moore at receiver. Unless we build the offensive line, I think Jim Harbaugh could work out. Yeah, look, that's been a place that's been rumored. I don't yeah. know what they're going to do. They they brought in an outsider, um, former Big Ten commissioner, to run that organization now. I, Does I that don't hurt know. or help? I think that Jim helps. Jim Harbaugh. I think it that hurts? helps, Jim Harbaugh. I think that helps. Helps. Okay. helps. 
does not. I'm hurt. just I'm just curious because I don't not know. The, because, is, because is he, it's is not he the current Big, Big Ten, Ten was commissioner. Was he liked in the Big Ten or was he disliked? I think he was more or less liked until this year, right? But and I think that's more of a Michigan disliking the current Big Ten commissioner in the way the Big Ten is run because Harbaugh was suspended for the final three games of the regular season. That was the previous regime with with Kevin Warren now running running things for the Bears. Now I don't know if he wants his own guy. I don't know. My guess is that he's okay with the job that Ryan Poles has done. It seems that Matt Eberflus has this team. I mean, this is a team that if it if they win and finish eight and nine over the Packers on Sunday, that. I mean, they started 0-4, 1-5. For them yeah. to rally to that point, they've got some momentum going forward. And whoever you're, ne- you know, I guess if you decide, hey, thanks, Eberflus, but Harbaugh's better, we're going to go after Jim, and it, you know, it excites everybody because he has the history in the city of Chicago, that is an interesting spot to land if, indeed, they decide to move on from their current regime because you do have Justin Fields. If you like Fields, you can keep him. If not, you can trade him. You can take a quarterback. You'll have the pick of the litter with the number one overall pick. You have another uh, first-round pick. You can pick up additional draft choices by trading away Fields or trading back that first-round pick to kind of give you a a, a kind of treasure chest of picks. I, I think yeah. the Bears would be an interesting spot. I just don't know what they're going to do in that situation. Yeah, I agree with Preston. It would be a great spot. Remember Jim Harbaugh played there in his career. Like It just makes a lot of sense in the Midwest kind of guy lately. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's been, So, I, yeah, it would be a great spot. The problem is it seems like they've won too much late in the season, and now the Bears aren't going to overhaul everything because, to me, the move is like, you really want to pay Justin Fields? If you pay Justin Fields, you have to be 100% because that's what it comes down to. If you're going to keep him, you got to pay him. You have to be 100% positive he's that dude. And I'm not 100% positive he's that dude. So to me, the move is to just start all over, and Jim Harbaugh would be great for that. Yeah, if you're yeah, if you're starting over and bringing in a new coach, yeah, you let him make that decision. And my guess is if you don't know after three years, probably best to take that number one overall pick and use it on you know one of those top quarterbacks. Coming mm-hmm. up next, what's the level of pressure for Lamar Jackson heading to this postseason? It's Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.